What up? I'm your girl Lizzie P. I'm your girl Gloria. And I'm Kedra. And we are the Fembots. Welcome to the first episode of Phenomenal Woman, the podcast. Yay! <laughs> yeah, so, you know, I've had other podcasts. I've been by myself, but I wanted to start a podcast just for women, um, talking about things for women talking about all the things we love, not necessarily all advice, but just the things that we care about in the world. How we can be beautiful and powerful at the same time. Okay, what y'all got yes. to say? I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited because I think this space is gonna be a space where women can just be, like we don't have to be like, you know, we don't have to be corrected, we don't have to be instructed. Mm -hmm. Of course, we can just talk, you know, and just be ourselves and even disagree to agree, you know, or agree to disagree. And that's okay. So I'm just excited that this space is going to be a safe space and a fun space. Nothing too serious, you know? So I'm down. Unless it gets super serious. I can't promise. <laughs> yeah. Right. We can't promise anything. <laughs> <laughs> What's about you, Kedra? I am excited. I think it's going to be to get together with the girlfriends, have those conversations. So I'm excited to hear everyone's point of view and just see what we can talk about. Okay, great. So first, we're going to start off with enter the chat, okay? Everybody knows that they have that girl chat that they enter, right? You know, you got that group chat with your friends. So this is what we would love to put into the group chat every week. Little updates on our lives, you know, stuff that we may talk about. It's personal to us in this segment. So I'm going to go first, okay? <laughs> I had the most ridiculous conversation with a with a man this week that I just feel like I have to bring to the group chat, okay? Ridiculous. Spill the tea. Spill the tea. I have to spill the tea. Okay. So this this man, this man, my friend introduced us, right? He's an associate pastor at a church. People always think that I want to date a pastor. I don't know why. They're kind of boring to me. But you know, I'm just like in this season of not really refusing, you know. Sis, I, I'm the oldest sis here, okay? So And you look good. So that's okay. Okay. Thanks, but you know, so I'm on the phone with him and you know, I was just getting to know him and stuff and my mom, because I'm currently visiting my parents, comes to the door and she's talking to me about a few things and I just told him to hold on. I actually thought I hit mute, but you know, that's neither here nor there. Um, <laughs> I don't keep my parents away from conversations anyways, because I'm like, my family's part of my life. So <clears throat> my mom was just talking to me about some clothes, because one thing that people will learn about me is that I literally get rid of clothes every month like I give clothes away um, I don't wear a lot of outfits twice it, that just has to do with my influencer life and or like I keep them and curate them behind me or whatever you know so my mom's asking me what I was going to do with them if certain things need to be washed so when she walked away he's like wait do you not wash clothes <laughs> and I said um yeah I know how to like what is that what do you mean <laughs> he's like um, you know, I just noticed a couple times we're talking <laughs> that you don't wash clothes or that like, you know, your mom says that she's going to, you know, uh, wash the dishes for you or something like that. I'm like, uh, 
I guess the best way to describe that is that there is, um, I don't know, like I've ordered out for laundry before. I have, you know, I have had people come. I said, even when I don't live with them, like my best friend's mom, she may wash stuff for me because these menial tasks, the manual labor, I have so much other things that I do during my day. Oh my God. I don't know what it is he with said, this thing with like people obsession. thinking pretty girls can't work or pretty girls can't like have responsibilities and still grind at the same time. It's weird to me. I don't know. Wait, yeah. So, so, so it escalates, you know, and I just said like that I'm the type of person that like because of everything that I do throughout my day, I talk to so many people. I have so many like church conversations, like people, conversations with people at church. Like I have boards that I sit on, I have content that I create, like sometimes the manual labor things, they kind of get in the way. And I don't know, like, people just take care of it for me. But if I live by myself, or I have an assistant, and I told him that like, I've lived with an assistant before. So certain things like food was just put in front of me, you know, like, because I need that while I'm focusing on it. Yeah, he was stressed out. <laughs> and he was like, I honestly, have desired someone to be domestic. Ooh. What? <laughs> domestic. Why are you being weird to me? Why are you being weird to me? Well, I was like, I cook. Like, I really do cook. And he's like, yeah, but I was like, well, I wash my sheets every week. I put them back on. Does that count? And he's like, no, like all of the things. Like, I want my kids to grow up with someone that's like doing all those things. So if that means that you're going to have to like drop some of the business things that you do or you know like responsibility at churches or that would shift when you get married then like yeah that's what I would be comfortable with that'll do it <laughs> you don't gotta worry about me you don't gotta worry about me yeah so like yeah it was just really sad for him because he was like oh you're like you don't want to shift that at all like there's nothing you want to shift there and I was like mm. Yeah, no. But I think that's just because that's your life. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just your life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's not a matter of being like, oh, you're trying to sit all high and mighty. That's just your life. Like, and honestly, I was a kid with a schedule, too. So I tried to explain right. that to him, right? And I tried to explain, like, you know, I think I took a lot of time to explain. And then when I was like, no, it's not going to shift. Or he said, okay, this podcast you're launching, this is the funniest part, right? And I told him, I was like, oh, I am putting you on the internet. He's like, this podcast you're launching, so, like, when you get married, will you combine? Like, if you married someone that's going to have that kind of, because, like, I'm called to media, so, like, would you just combine? I was like, well, why would my podcast need to shut down? Red flag, red flag, red, red flag. Like. <laughs> yeah, so basically he just said he wants someone that's completely and totally domestic to show his children that. And that, you know, there would be things that I do that would be sacrificed on the table. Yeah, it's so the no. 21st century, babe. <laughs> it's called partnership. I'm yeah. not going to be doing everything and you do nothing except for work. But like Kedra, like, you know, my life is I hire people too. So like, yeah. but that really bothered him. I guess I never thought that it would bother somebody that I would like hire someone to like when I send for laundry out like when I lived in Chicago right like they just pick it up at your front door they put it back like are they you let them in with a key code and they come I guess that's really odd to some groups of people I mean it might be but it reminds me of that that sound that's like to you 
to you. Oh, I actually did that sound. Yeah. So it's like to you. So it's like, I don't know. I don't really sometimes like how guys like kind of force their desires. Yeah, ideas or desires of how they want their family to be upon a, a woman. It's like, okay, that's I'm I'm not it, and that's okay. <laughs> you know, like you don't that's have okay. to like have a you know you don't have to change me or say, oh, it's a problem. I'm just not your wife. Yeah, our mutual okay. friend was like, I'm so sorry. I gave him a full picture of who you were. Maybe he thought it would change. Like it's okay. I was like, no, I'm not. I'm not offended. I actually think he's pretty cool. I'll keep him as a friend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I it. think. I think there is compromise, you know, in marriage and everything, in relationships, all relationships, everything you do, but mm-hmm. um, you just have to know those non-negotiables, and you can't expect someone to literally change their whole life around. Mm-hmm. No. I mean, you can't expect it, but it's not realistic. I'm like, I never said I would never do dishes. I just generally mm-hmm. don't because of my nails, like, but I can. I do them really mm-hmm. quickly. Like, what are you talking about? But sacrifice my whole purpose on the altar, not happening. No. Especially yeah, no. because you want, like, you have this picture in your head of how you want a person to be, but I'm not that person. <laughs> like, I don't know what, how, why is that a hard concept to wrap your mind around? Like, right? Because then the next conversation I felt like was going to be like, so about the orange hair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. About the outfits, about the dress. About That's the me. outfits. About yeah. the, no, no, no. It's okay. Okay, Kedra, so what are you bringing to the group chat this week? What happened in your week? That's like, mm, we want the tea, sis. I can't wait to quit. No. <laughs> no, talk one about day, it. She says that to me soon. all the time. One day soon, soon, very soon Lord. Soon and very soon. soon. Yes. No. It's just, let's talk about going into the office. Because why are we doing it anymore? Like, why can't we just work from home all the time? Go ahead, sell that office space. Get us some laptops. We don't need all the extra stuff. A laptop and a phone. We're good. Nobody wants to be here, babe. We don't. <laughs> so, yeah. That's when my, or at least just once a week. More? Yeah. Oh, it's just once a week? No. I. Mm-hmm. So, actually, it's hybrid. So, I work from home Mondays and Fridays. But during the middle of the week, I have to come to the office. Yeah. That wasn't how so, it was earlier this year. That's terrible. Yeah. So earlier we were just fully remote. Now we're not. Um, and it's, I don't know. Um, it's just a, more of a struggle. You know, you got to get up earlier to get to work. You get home later. And then it's like, I don't wanna even want to do anything at this point. No, so, like yeah. you have no energy. Mm-hmm. I feel like nine to fives are not. I mean, I guess, but they're not built for like people that want to be entrepreneurs or people that are trying to do their own thing at the same time. Cause it's like, we tired. Like, we can't do anything by the time we come back. Really? See, no. Cause you know, you know my story. Okay. Listen, I worked the hell out of those 30 minute lunches (laughs) and then I made a schedule after I got off work. But I do know that it is draining. It is like, golly. But that shit motivates you even more to build your stuff. That's all I'm going to say. I yeah I um I leave home I probably leave home at around seven something in the morning I don't get home till almost seven at night so it's like and then we recording like doing stuff like mm-hmm. what about me what about my treat no <laughs> so it's just it's just <laughs> a struggle I've only worked cupcake. out yeah right <laughs> no for real I've only worked out once this week and hey I'm just trying to get my life together. 
and hopefully this nine to five ends quickly. Amen. Amen to that. I received yes. that for myself. Really? <laughs> I received for both of you that when you start working it, that's when it will happen. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing a little something. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know the Lord's still working on me and I'm on my nine to five. So I'm, I'm going to receive it. But I'm also going to receive for me to go. <laughs> it's time for me to head out. Okay, Glory, what you got? What's up? Okay, so I'm actually looking forward to tell this story. Mm. So um, so I work in the medical field, right? I'm not a doctor. I'm not. I just, I'm a marketing coordinator. But I work in a medical office, right? So in my office, we have different services like, you know, like physical therapy, occupational therapy, stuff like that. So, you know, I work with different patients and stuff. So there was this one patient that um, he just finished a massage. And it was, he just really gave off this really like high and mighty, he was a male, right? Mm. He gave off this really like high and mighty, like you're below me, like especially to women. And I just kind of picked that up. I'm like, mm, this is awkward. Because when he went in for his massage, he asked my coworker, can you take my gold chain off for me? And that's what annoys me about, like, I get customer mm-hmm. service, you know, the cus- the whole, like, the customer's always right. But it's like, sometimes they're not. Sometimes they're not because we're still human behind the, co- you know what I'm saying? We're still human behind the company and the brand. So that was weird mm-hmm. to me. And I'm just like, okay. And then, so I peeped that. I was like, okay, whatever. He came back. He checked out. And then um, my supervisor was just like, yeah, like Mr. So-and-so, um, he's ready to check out. Um, do you need help putting your necklace on? Or you had the one of the ladies help you. He was just like, are you crazy? There's a black woman over here standing here standing here beside me and I should put on my gold chain by myself. And I was like, excuse me? So be cut. Like, <laughs> it was weird because it's like, he was like, are you crazy? And she pretty too. I'm like, you're not, that's not how you, that's not cute. Mm-hmm. That's not cute because you think I'm supposed to be head over heels because I have the opportunity because it's an, it's an opportunity to put on your gold chain. And that's a problem for me. So that was really interesting for me because I was just like, what? What is this? That's weird. Oh, yeah, he, was like that. too. he was older. He looked like he was like in his 50s, 50s, 60s. It's giving oh. high value man. Oh. <laughs> yeah. It's giving very much. Ew, I don't, I hate that. Like, I yeah. hate when men act like we're slaves. Like, even if you're yeah. in a service job, like, please don't act like I'm supposed to, like, just because someone isn't laying down at your feet at home doesn't mean that that's my job here. Ooh. That's good. Cause That'll not do, it. do it. <laughs> That'll do it for me. Okay. That'll do it. Like, it was just weird. Because it was just like, I don't know. I hate when that happens to us females, you know? Because it's mm-hmm. just like. We're kind of already looked down upon and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it was like for you to say like, oh, like this is your opportunity. Put on my gold chain. It's probably going to be mm-hmm. the, the highlight of your day or you know, help me with this or help me with that. I'm like, I don't even know you and you can put it on yourself. Like you're not, you're, you're not injured. Like, you know, uh, like It's like, so cringy to me. How did you put it on this morning, sir? Huh? <laughs> exactly. How about exactly. that? How, exactly. did, how'd you figure that out? <laughs> that is gross. Ew, I'm not a fan. Oh my gosh. Yeah, you probably should have texted me that in real life so I could tell you what to tell him. <laughs> oh, no, no. <laughs> in real time. Yeah. Well, oh, I'm glad, I'm glad, I'm glad, I'm glad. Yes. All right, well, we'll be back after this break. All right, well, welcome back. And <laughs> we're going to be getting into a new segment that I'm really happy about. And it's 
things your mama never taught you? How about that? You know, we may have really amazing moms, but there are some things from their perspective of life. There are some things from the way they grew up, their culture even, that they may not have introduced to us. So in this segment, we're going to be talking about things that your mom didn't teach you that could help you, okay? So today, I'm going to be talking about period cups. <laughs> now, Kedra, what do you think this looked like? Because she was like, wait, what is that? <laughs> I did. I was like, what? Is, I th- first of all, I thought it was, I don't even know, some plastic something. I thought you were going to take a note out of it and read it or something. <laughs> I was like, no, at, no, for real. At first, I was like, is that like a squishy toy? Like, okay, well, it is very squishy. People often ask me about this when I go through this conversation with them, okay? So it's like this squishy, uh, very mm-hmm. flexible, like, I, I will be honest, so I'm like in my 30s, right? When I introduce this to other women that are in their 30s, they're scared of it, but I'm confused, because if you actually had penis pe- penetrate you, this is very small compared to that. And... But it's hard to get in, though, honestly. Yeah, how do you? No. I, I actually need this session, because I don't know much about this. I've tried. <laughs> I have tried. They're so much more comfortable. Well, first of all, the first thing that I'm going to say is that you have to have the right size. So if you've not had children in any mm. company across the board, you need to be getting the smallest size. If you've pushed a child out of your vagina, you need to get a larger size. It's just because it alters things, so it doesn't mean that your vagina's loose. I know people ask me that question a lot, too, and I'm like, no, 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 no talking bad against your vagina. It's just spaces that you need that are different. Um, so there's different ways to, like, fold them and stuff like this, but this is, like, the smallest size in the Cora brand. And in the description link of this episode, there is going to be a link for you to head to the Amazon store and a coupon code for you guys to be able to purchase and shop with them. Also, it's just environmentally friendly and it doesn't feel like a tampon at all. That's the thing that I would tell you guys the most is that you don't feel anything sitting there. Mm -hmm. You literally can forget that you're on your period. And that's so like that. Go ahead, Keidra. I'm sorry. I was just going to say, I've tried those discs, you know, like they have different. Like the fl- they're the different. Fl- yeah, they're different. Mm-hmm. Um, I find all of it to be hard. <laughs> I'm like, I can't get it in there right. Like, it won't, like, it'll okay. stay, but. I wish just... I had the disc. So, I actually was introduced to this by my spiritual mother and her sister. And at first, it was flex discs, discs that they got me into, right? And I was like, what? Because I had an emergency. Um, something in my hormones changed at like I don't know it was like 24 at the time and I was like whoa what happened like this never happens to me and they're like oh well we only have discs I was like what do you mean you only have discs this is not okay take me to Target and they're like no just try it just try it so the temporary discs are very different because they literally are like a little flat disc you have Mm -hmm. to like push it up to that part of your like cervix almost for it to hold but also if you sit down and you just like push down on your pelvis it's going to move because it's mm-hmm. not meant to stay in for a longer period of time. But it's good to get used to, like, the action of inserting or taking something out. This is completely different because you literally, like, you can fold it in a C-shape. That's what they mm-hmm. call this, a C-shape. And then you push it that way and back, and it has suction. So there's little suction parts right here. So it's not meant to move, and you can wear it for 12 hours. Mm-hmm. Wow, 12 hours. Yes, because it's not harmful to you to be on the inside. So another thing that it stops for women that have problems with, like, odor or they have problems with cramps, like, because the blood is not coming out of you, it kind of catches everything, and then you empty it, and you sterilize it. So you need to be able to, like, boil it to sterilize it. That makes it, like, 
antifungal. They come with little um, bags for you to carry it, like in your purse and things like that. Um, but it's just in general, like a very stress-free way to get through your period, to be honest. Like I said, sometimes literally I forget. I'm like, oh shoot, no, something is happening with my body right now because I'll have a headache and I'll be like, why did I have a headache? Because we know all the things that happen during that time of month Man. and it's a lot. But I feel like since I've been using cups, it's been different. And then some people ask like, well, okay, well, what do I do at night? Then I have to get pads or whatever. And I'm like, you can get thanks period panties. Like those things are lifesavers too. Like, we're just not thinking outside of the box sometimes. We're not trying something. And then don't expect yourself to be perfect. So, like what Kedra said, like, oh, inserting was really hard. You might, it might take some practice. It might take some time. You might need to watch a few YouTube videos or listen to the tips that I gave here. Um, the other thing that I would say about it, too, is that, like, the Diva Cup brand is extremely, like, volatile. <laughs> I think like, that's the one I tried. Mm -hmm. Like, I tried thick. the actual, yeah, and I was like, this is too oh much. Oh, my God. Yes. Wow. So, if you are, like, if you're on the celibacy <laughs> abstinence train, if you've never had sex but your hymen's broken and you use it, tampons and other things like that, like, Diva Cup is never where you want to start because it is, it is thick. It is hard. She's thick. It is, it, is, it is literally recommended for women that have had children. <laughs> okay? Mm -hmm. Like, that one worked bad. Yeah, yeah, that was extremely uncomfortable for me because it's just, it's thicker, it's bigger. Yeah. Um, you feel it. Like, Cora, there's a couple other brands that I will list in the store, too, that literally, like, you just like, oh, something's there, huh? Like, literally, you have to, when you sit down to, to take it out, you have to, like, push down, but you also, they tell you to loosen your jaw. So, like, that your pelvis will respond. I didn't even know that was a thing, right? But I had to watch all these Never videos heard about of it. it. Wow. Yeah. So then it's easier. So there's a whole system. I'm just kind of introducing you guys to that. And in a later episode, I'm going to bring on an expert about all these things um, who also happens to be, like, a wellness health uh, coach and doula. Uh, but, yeah, that's what I have for things your mom never taught you today. I learned a lot today. Thank you. Yeah. Are you willing to try it again, Kedra? I am. Okay. You made me want to try again. Yes. Because first of all, let's talk about how expensive pads, tampons, Listen. all that stuff is. Yeah, you know, true. that's a one-time purchase of like thirty dollars, and then even with coupons, it can go down to like fifteen. So yeah. you can use that over and over again because again, you're just responsible for making sure that it's sterilized. Sterilized. How many times? Yeah. How many times like do you consider like the max of how you should? Like, how many times you should use a cup? Um, so they recommend like three to four times, depending on how long your period is or whatever. And then they say if you switch, like if you have multiple, right? So like you don't have to like wait for you to sterilize that one. You okay. want to like rotate or whatever. Um, that's possible too. Or to take it out during the nighttime or vice versa. So some people that I know, like they'll be like, I just don't want to deal with it at night you know so i'll wear it at night and then other people wear it during the day it's up to you like it's not um it's not harmful for it to be in or to yeah, stay okay. in for a longer period of time it's not like a tampon with toxic uh, shock mm -hmm. like that syndrome it's not like that and so that's one of the other reasons that i switched to it too because when i started to research it i started to see how many women were getting cervical cancer how many women were having toxic shock syndrome Ugh, it's a tongue twister um, but it's something that like isn't taught in all communities. So I'm like, oh, people are actually dying. What? Then it's like, there's I've never had a leak with a cup ever in my life. 
I can go oh, swimming. Nice. I've worn white dresses, like oh, white wow. pants. I wear whatever color. It's actually really funny. Um, this guy I used to live with, that's a story for another time. <laughs> he was like, <laughs> Wait a second. No. He's like, How come oh, I never man. know? Like when it when it's your time, I'm like, you'll never know, you'll never know. <laughs> it's not it's not for you to know, sir. It's not for you to know, <laughs> like you know. <laughs> Don't say that. But that was yeah. one of the things, right? And so then one of my other spiritual daughters, she she had a, a moment like that with someone and she was like my mom taught me how to be super clean and you just don't know i have tricks <laughs> so yeah you know it's yeah. just uh i feel like a cleaner safer easier way yeah. um and i would say if you're scared like it's funny because i will have phone calls with people who are like i just can't and i'm like do it put it in hold it like this get it wet so that it has some like you know, like I'm the person yeah. that I, I don't think that things that women need are cringy. So find you so a friend I will if be you're calling a listener. You. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> I'm like, like this? I mean, because I think that's part of the reason I decided to talk about it this week because so many women are even afraid to talk about their bodies and what happens. Yeah. Like you should have another woman that you can call. And if you don't, girlfriend, you found the podcast that we're here for you. Yes, ma'am. So, hey, mm -hmm. You can do it. Try again. You don't do everything perfectly the first time. You messed up when you tried to put in a tampon. I'm pretty sure that your 12 year old self did not know what you're doing. So, that is a story for another life. time, another day. <laughs> Let me tell you, <laughs> the struggle of life. <laughs> right? <Ooh. laughs> from a family that was like, That'll no, do we right. don't use these other things, you know? So. Nah, this is a space for you guys to learn too. And I hope that you guys bring other things to me that I don't know. Listen. Yeah. I think it's beautiful <laughs> that our, that like our bodies are so like diverse and so there's so many different things we can do and like childbirth in itself is a strength. It's trauma, first of all. It's, it's <laughs> trauma. It's definite trauma, but it's something that like, you know, males can't get you know what I'm saying? So there's certain things that like us females that like it's hard and it's like extra maintenance, but I think it's important for us to learn how to love it because it is who we are and it's just the way we're wired. So I think I love this conversation because I learned a lot, you know, because I was the girl that's like toxic shock syndrome. That'll do it. So I'm gonna just go to pads, you know what I'm saying? But I actually really do, you know, want to learn how to like use this and, and learn like, okay, like you can wear like white dresses when you, because that was always my fear with that cup. I'm just like, oh, if it tilts over, it's a wrap for you. There's no tilting because where it sits. Yeah. Right? So it's like, it's not, as long as you have it inserted properly, and that's why I'm so confused with people, like, because I know people that have, like, used toys and stuff. I'm like, you put other things in there, sweetheart. Like, <laughs> it's not, and it's not that far up. Like, I've had people ask me, like, what about your nails? I'm like, nothing happens. Like, you're not, like, I feel like people think they're putting a fist in their vagina. Like, you're literally, you're on the outside. Like, I don't get yeah. it, you know? But I, I understand that this isn't talked about a lot, right? Because, like, even with pads, if you're getting ones that still have toxic chemicals in them, it's still going to affect you. Mm -hmm. uh, but if you're afraid to talk about that stuff, then you're also probably harming yourself or not understanding or hating a certain part of you that doesn't need to be like have hatred towards it because mm -hmm. um, the other thing I find here is that women will go get like Depo-Provera shots and take away their period altogether and it is just like so toxic for your internal body but also has caused a lot of infertility in the black community 
and that's who they mostly recommend it to. So if you need other tips on how to like manage during that time of the month or what is happening with you emotionally, physically, that is something to have a conversation with your primary care physician, with girlfriends who would understand. If you don't like have that yet, then this community, like something, say something, reach out, ask yeah. for help, you know? Yeah. And that's all I want to provide during this um these chats about that, you know? Kedra, yeah. you got anything else? And don't let anyone tell you that you're being too emotional. Well, yes, my hormones are fluctuating and I am PMSing. I have I'm in pain. Of course I'm emotional. You're emotional, you don't even get one, so <laughs> that's facts though. No for real. About that, huh? <laughs> Well, yeah. now, like one thing that I do like now, especially seeing platforms, especially like TikTok, you know, I think TikTok, we learn more on TikTok than we do in grade school. And I'm going <laughs> to just be honest, you know, but I love like the self-care side of TikTok for women and also seeing yeah. men do self-care, you know, clean mm -hmm. their house, do laundry, care for what I you wear, it. do your outfit, fit, you know what I'm saying? It matches, it looks good, whatever. Um, so I like now that, especially through all platforms, but particularly through TikTok, it's now more of a conversation and women are now like, okay, this is a problem. You know, whether like you have odor or whether, you know, you have different discoloration in different areas and like, oh no, sis, that's a problem. You should go see that doctor and stuff like mm -hmm. that. So yeah, it's like just a it. sign. It's not something yeah. to be like scared and then not say anything. Like if something looks different or you don't know, it's okay to ask. Yeah. That's okay. It's okay to ask. So yeah, this has been Things Your Mama Never Taught You. And we'll be back after the break. Mm -hmm. Yes, ladies, the Dusty of the Week. Let me tell you something. When I was looking for the Dusty of the Week, it's not too hard to look, though, because it's just <laughs> very common, right? Unfortunately. <laughs> I mentioned behind the scenes, like, oh, yeah, this guy who told the girl she could walk home. But then my producer, Micah, sent me another video of a man that was like, you're going to pay for yourself. <laughs> Woo! Because she didn't want to go home with him. And I was just like, wow. Like, there's multiple of these? So, I know you guys saw the video where the waiter brought over two different checks. And she was like, what did, why did you even do that? Like, what? Is this what we're doing now? Is this what men are doing on dates with us? If we decide we don't want to go home, they're not giving us rides and they're making us pay. Like, when did this become the jam, like the vibe? It, it's the vibe for narcissistic, weird, crazy people because the fact that you, you know, the fact that you even think that, oh, if you don't, if you don't have sex with me tonight, you're going to walk home. Like that's like, you don't even care about her safety. She can't even feel safe around you. Everything's gonna be an ultimatum. Everything's gonna be manipulative. Like, and it's just, it's wrong. Cause as a man, you're supposed to cover. So you know us women are supposed to be covered. And instead of you covering, you wanna hurt us. I don't like that. I don't think they wanna cover us until they know that they're secured in something these days. Like. Unless I know I'm getting the giantie, unless I know you backing it up, bust it wide open, bust it wide open. I tell you, bring it back, hey, bust it wide open. I actually love that sound. I'm not gonna lie, but I'm just saying, like they're just like, what is my guarantee? But like the man in the video's beard didn't even connect, so I don't know. Kedra, go ahead and tap in on that. I literally was like, this has to be fake. 
Because first of all, I would have left. Second, <laughs> the fact that the waiter, like, okay, let's get into it. Because that was a black woman, right? With a black man. And then mm-hmm. the waiter is another black man. You just sitting here and letting him talk to her like that? Like, I feel like if you're respectable, of course, you know, you want to mind your business. But he really wasn't minding his business because he was like, yeah, it's like two checks, you know. And she, I don't think she going to pay for it, you know. So he was inserting that. So you should have said, dang, bro, that's not cool. Like, yeah, you going to make her walk that. home? Really? Don't you Like, you, he, yeah, I feel like he should have kind of took up for her in a bit. Okay, and if it was me and it's another woman or somebody, I'd be like, okay, let's figure out how to get you home. Don't even go with him because at that point, you're being weird and I don't even want to be anywhere near you. And I mean, she pulled out her phone and recorded it, but I would have paid my money and I would have left and blocked him and we would have never talked again. Well, here's the thing. When you said you would have walked out, honestly, what are you going to do? What is the restaurant going to do if I get up and walk out while you're telling yeah. me that I'm going to pay? Hmm? <laughs> Who, who's gonna stop me like you know what did Sheree say back yeah. then who's gonna check me boo like I just don't understand the concept of it and you're right the waiter that is really petty because he was like well I'm just doing my job it's two checks like yeah where is the other man holding that man accountable especially when she's having that conversation the reason I don't think it's fake is because of the other girl too but the other girl's video she was just like the phone was on the table and mm-hmm. you could just hear the man talking. Okay. This man was shocked that she was recording him because women have started to record these interactions. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So the other man, he was just like, oh, well, then I guess you're walking home. First of all, some of us will never have to walk home. I catch an Uber. I catch a Lyft. I have friends. If I'm in the same state as my daddy, my daddy will always come get me. So I don't <laughs> understand. Like, that's just, who are you talking to? Yeah. Like, that's yeah. crazy. So the other girl, she paid for her food. She paid for his gas. And then she got herself an Uber because she was like, you're not going to tell me I have to come over to your house. Right. She's better than me because I wouldn't have paid anything for any gas. I would have paid for my food, though, and I would have left. But I just think that it's just weird behavior. And even the way that it's not even like, okay, I I just don't want to pay for you. But it's I don't want to pay for you because you will not have sex with me. That's the weird part about it. Like, why entitlement if that is what it is it's entitlement you think here's the scary part this is the scary part to me because we know that there are ladies out there that are going home with men because of this they're feeling the pressure and they're like okay never mind i'll come to your house and they're thinking maybe i'll just give him head or i'll like we'll make out or something but the man's intention is to have sex with you completely and to manipulate you so i just feel like if you are around a dusty like this you just need to exit have an exit plan You need to run and run quickly with with the quickness. Because even like going back to that situation, like the waiter, he was like, she was like, did you bring two checks? He was like, what do you mean? Like you, you were not, you know what I'm saying? Like it was like, he was like on the, on the guy's side. Mm -hmm. And it's like, at, at the end of the day, like you don't even know the situation. And even still like being a human, you know, this woman's in danger and you're giving her an ultimatum. But do men consider that danger? Do they consider that they don't consider that danger because they don't even know what consent is at these points in life? They don't. If there's if he's like demanding, like if it's transactional, if it's mm-hmm. like I paid for 
a twenty dollar dinner for you? Cause like, where were they at? Like that's what right. I was trying to figure out. I was they like, had fries. They looked like an apple place. Can't go yeah. to a proper barber or like an IHOP or something. Oh, yes. Ooh, IHOP. That's low. That's really low. Ah. It looked like a chain restaurant, you know. Yeah, it didn't look like a cheap. It didn't look like it was all that at all. Yeah. I was like the the okay the bill was forty dollars. Cool. Like it's not it's not that big of a deal. Cool. But see, yeah. this is why women also don't go on dates if they don't have money sometimes. Because it's like, what are you going to pull once I'm out with you? This is all the things we have to think about for showing up to a date with you. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. And if you are like, you know, feeling pressured and dating these men and going home with them, sis, I'm going to tell you today, you don't have to. <laughs> nope. Sure don't. Because your no <laughs> means no. And you get up out of there, you call somebody, do not even get in the car with them, you know. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't even advise anyone, especially on a first date, to allow a man to pick you up that you don't know. He's never been to your house. You're not friends. You don't know each other. No. Not don't let him know where you live. And you drop that location and let your friend or family or whatever know where you're going. Because mm -hmm. it ain't safe out here. It ain't safe. It's, it ain't not. Sa it's not safe in these streets. <laughs> it's, not. it's dangerous in these streets. And we want to be outside, but can we even be outside? Yeah, not it's dangerous real. outside. I'm well, scared. So <laughs> yeah. Tap in with us on our Instagram at Phenomenal Woman, and we're going to have a reel posted where you can come and tell us if you've ever encountered a dusky like this and what your course of action was for your safety and to, like, hopefully never be speaking to him again. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. But we'll be back after this. There was breaking news this week and you know the internet just decided to make up so many stories so no, i real. just want to go to the fact that lori harvey and michael b jordan have called it quits after a little over a year of dating and from what we do know is that they were not in the same place in life also they're 10 years apart 35 and 25 Dang, and so it was, was best for them right <laughs> it's best for them to separate at this time, based on what aligns in their life. I'm going to go first because, you know, I just, a lot of people have these feels for Michael B. Jordan about this. And what it's connected to for me is these grand gestures of love that he made, like the Valentine's Day date that he did where there was like Shark Tank over them. Mm -hmm. um, these vacations and trips that they gave us on uh social media it's still on his like, instagram so yeah it's still there you they know, ain't posting nothing that's why i don't believe i'm not believing it until they <laughs> confirm it or until some pictures getting deleted well yeah i mean it was people be doing stuff like that to trend you know well, he too. was in tear he was tearful at an event though he, he looked wounded he looked wounded right that's not no, <laughs> yeah there was a video but my point is is that people are already taking sides on this right but some people, some of these women out here in these streets, and yes, sis, you could be offended. Um, I'm talking to you because you think that because a man has money in the bank and because he's giving these rose petals on the bed, like that's actually very easy to accomplish. It's not that hard. Um, you know, because he is giving special dinner with candlelight, because he's giving, that, that means that she should have stayed with him. Like that's what I want to talk about within this because I'm like, 
Mr. Money in the Bank is not necessarily Mr. Character, not necessarily the man that's actually going to love you properly or care for you or care about your love languages or want to have conversation. Or We don't actually know how Michael B. Jordan is behind the scenes. No. We don't know who he is. Have y'all ever seen Temptation? It's the yeah. man with the money. No, for real. <laughs> that's that going to get you. Because they're doing all these grand things because they have the money. So you have to think of it. It's not even a sacrifice. I mean, I'm not even saying... I'm not even saying for um, him personally, but men with money, it's not a sacrifice because they have a surplus of it. So it's not like I'm putting that they could be, but typically it's not like I'm putting so much effort towards it versus the small things that a man who's not rich does can mean so much more. But anyway, they can do these grand gestures in front of people for people, not you. Let's bring up Will and Jada. Like she said, he built that house for him and for what other people would think about him and how he loved her. You know, Jada, I just can't talk about Jada today. Ooh, she, she should never be an example. Ooh, Jesus. Oh, Lord. Will, um, Will lost himself a long time ago. I can't. Yeah, no. But, oh, but it's, it's me out. oh, Lord. Anyway, it's the gestures that are not even necessarily for them, it's for other people to see and think. So, those could be some of the most narcissistic men. The one who are all over, who, you know, okay, let's think about your local people, your local community. The people who always tell me, I love my girl, right? <laughs> all on Facebook, <laughs> making these long posts. And you know he cheating. Mm -hmm. She Ooh. know he cheating. Ooh, Mike. <laughs> he just got caught, so then he gonna make that long post of appreciation of love. No, she, yeah, he got to do that. And she got to prove, like, all right, the side chick, you did that, but I'm I'm going to stick beside him. You, you, you're stupid. That's that's what that is. <laughs> okay. I, I wouldn't necessarily say stupid. Well, I wouldn't say stupid. She, I wouldn't say stupid. I would say desiring love and yeah, caught, in, caught up in a situation. Mm. Yeah. Like, no, I'm just, I'm, I'm always going to challenge that because I feel like sometimes we end up in positions we don't even realize that we get in, ourselves into. And then we don't know how to get out. And then there's like this hopelessness of like, will somebody else be there at all? So yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't like the verbiage of stupid, mm -hmm. just because you never know what you'll do until you're in a situation. Like you could say, I'll never be a stripper, baby. I'll never sell drinks in this place, baby. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I would never stay if he cheated on me. I would never. And then next thing you know, you're like, but he's yeah. different. And I just, like, we can work through this. And there's certain things that some people will say, like, no, and you still walk through it and you say no. But, yeah, like, not stupid, probably just isolated alone and inexperienced. Yeah, and doesn't you have know? the proper people around her to be like, hey, like, this may be a red flag. Or, like, hey, like, this may be a problem. Or even if people do say that, right? Like, sometimes you're just, like, you're really caught up in the emotions of being with someone that you've been with. Or what your mother didn't teach you, or what you yeah. saw. You know, your mom allowed it. Your mom allowed that, right? You saw that growing up, so you thought, oh, this is what love is. No. Mm -hmm. Well, welcome back, Fembots. Today's main topic, the, the main appeal, the juicy main course dish. We're actually going to just call this out from the beginning with the first episode. 
Should men be teaching women how to be wives? Should men be teaching women how to be women? Should men be teaching women how to date? Now, I went and did some research for this because I know how I've personally felt over the years seeing one brand to the next, one man to the next come and not only pander their opinion and their advice on how we should be women, but also charging copious amounts of money for their detailed advice on how to get secure and become the wife that this man needs to have. It has bothered me for years. So as I went back and I looked through some of the most popular dating influencers to some of the most popular companies that pander to churches and pander to women, I started to pull up some names. Now the first one is gonna be Coach Matthew Hussey. He is actually the world's leading dating advice expert for women specifically. No men are involved in this. Around the world, he gets to help them find the love of their dreams. He is the New York Times bestselling author of Get the Guy, the relationship columnist for Cosmopolitan magazine, a woman's magazine geared towards only women. He is the relationship columnist at this point. Women have been dethroned from that spot. He is the resident love expert on the Today Show. Matthew has worked with celebrities, but he's also coached over 100,000 women in live seminars, and get this, 92 million women with his training videos. That's how much his content has been viewed. If we go over to Coach Stefan Speaks, he has 62 million views geared towards women that have watched, that have bought books and products. His relationship advice also does include some things towards men, but most of those videos are consistent with, this is what a man thinks when you do this, ladies. Not actually teaching a man how to be a man, but telling a woman how to respond to it. The likes of Benjamin Jen in Daily, he's the UK representation of this that has crossed, crossed the pond to the United States at this point. He has 1.1 million followers on TikTok, and every day he is telling women on TikTok what a man needs. If you go to Coach Ken Canyon on TikTok, he's a lower rated, but still 164.5K followers on TikTok to make videos that talk about what do you do when your man pulls away? What does this mean when he says he's too busy? This is how you get him obsessed with your text messages. There are so many men like Marcus Gill and then even in the church, Married and Young, that come and teach women how to be prepared for marriage, how to get the guy, and how to text him in a way that will desire him to push into you and pull you in because there's a competition amongst us ladies. But my question today is why are we even listening to them? Why are we not listening to other women? Why are we not asking women to support us in building relationships and building and becoming the phenomenal woman that we all have on the inside of us? So I'm calling it to the carpet. Why do we let men sell us programs? Ranging, get this, when I Googled it, between $50 to $5,000 a month. For some of these personal, yes, for some of these personal dating coaches, for some of these relationship advice men coaches, they can charge up to $5,000 for their services to pair you and to 
match you with men who will guarantee you to find the dream love of your life. But a lot of this vice ends up circulating into how you can change your hair, how you can respond to him better, how you can be more complying to his desires and wishes, and how you can go along to get along. So enter the chat. What do you think, Gloria? What's your take on this? It's a bunch of nonsense. And here's why I say this. <clears throat> to me, it is weird how there are some men that their entire brand is geared towards women. You're not a woman. You don't know, like you're not, we're wired differently. Men are wired differently than women. women. So you can't relate on what we women can relate with. And us women can relate on what you men can relate with. So why do you feel the need that you can instruct women, women on like, oh, like, here's how you lure a man. And, and a lot of the time, this is based off of your personal experience. That's the thing. Like, we like to put love in a box. It's diverse. It's situational. You know what I'm saying? It's subjective to different people and they're con in different contexts and their different surroundings, their different environments, their different upbringings, their cultures. It's so many different things to love. That's what makes love love. It's different. So us trying to have instructional, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, you know, bash all of them, but it's like with a lot of these programs, you know, for single women or for married, you know, people that desire to be married, it's always built off of the founder's personal experience, and that's what we should follow. So your God told you your husband was gonna be your husband five minutes. So now we're like, if we're dating and we don't hear God, we're leaving. You know, or you did this, you know, to, to lead up to your wedding and we're supposed to do this. And it's just like, I don't know. It's just, and especially like when, when men, it's like, oh, women, like, this is what you should do. This is what you should do. This is how you lure a man. And it's just like us, like on this rat chase, on this rat chase to perform, on this rat chase to like figure out how to do it right. And it's nobody's talking to y'all. Nobody's talking to these men, bro. Like nobody's talking to y'all. Everybody's talking <laughs> to us. And y'all wonder why sometimes our standards are through the roof because there's y'all are inputting all this information to us. So we're like, okay, we have to have this, we have to have this, we have to have this, and I got to do this, da, 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 da. you know what I'm saying? So it's just like this unnecessary pressure on women to be perfect wives. Who even says we want to be a wife right now? <laughs> like, why is that a conversation? And we're 21. <laughs> like, it's, just, it's so annoying because it's just, it's a lot of pressure and I just, it's not healthy. All right, Keija, I have a lot to say, but tap in, Keija, because, <laughs> you know. Yeah. yeah, I think first and foremost is because, like I said, I, we were talking about something like this the other day, and it's because men, males, are seen as that authoritative figure. Mm -hmm. So I think women are more likely to listen to them because we're so supposed to submit to the man, right? So let's think about pastors. If you're a Christian, most of them are men and you listen to them. They lead you. They tell you how to live your life, basically, you know. So when it comes to that, you're like, OK, yes, I'm going to listen because obviously he knows who's the head of the house, the father. So you listen to what your father says because you think that he knows. So that's where that comes from. I think that some of the insights are helpful on, like you said, um, if he's acting like this, this, is what this could possibly mean. Um, I, I guess it could also mean the same thing for a woman. <laughs> but, 
But uh, yeah, like you said, it's that personal. It's actually based off of your experiences. And unless you have like some sort of, I don't even think this is the thing. You like, there's no, is there a relationship coach certification or something? I don't know. But um, I at, get at the certified as a life coach. Right. Okay. So at the basis, like unless you have some sociological or psychological degree, then your opinion is just as good as my friend's. I mean, maybe more. Maybe more if you talk to so many people and all this stuff. But I'm just saying, like, who's to say that I need to listen to you? And also, you know what I just thought about. It's also that um, the physical appeal. So most of these men are attractive. Yeah. So you're going to listen to an attractive man. You're drawn to him. Okay, so let me listen mm-hmm. to what he has to say. Oh, okay. So you might not even like it, but you're still listening because you're like, okay, he kind of cute. You're thinking about other stuff <laughs> while you're listening to his videos. Okay, mm-hmm. let me go meet him and see. You know, that type of thing where uh, it could be something totally different. But I... I don't think I like that. No, yeah, it's I mean, a no for me. Here's the core thing for me with it. Like, if I strip away everything, because I can go in on each one of them, and I watch like hours worth of videos. Like, I really, I really did, because um, I just don't. I'm not a consumer of those products, and it's probably the rebel nature within me um, that I'm just like, no, I'm anti. Please don't tell me like what I have to do in a relationship. I think they're all so unique, but. For me, when I look at a lot of this content, especially with the guy that I brought up, Matthew, um, it is this thing that it feels like you're actually taking on tri- like attributes that are not yourself. Mm-hmm. That to me is so dangerous because dating can already be performative, right? You could already be trying to put on like a good impression. Like you want to feel the butterflies. You want to have a connection with someone but like there's a point where if you just met them through a dating app or you just met them through mutual friends where like your actual person is more seen people kind of are trying to avoid that in this space to me i could be wrong but it feels like that so it's like when you're consuming these videos as a woman okay i want to show up like this i want to talk like that i want to be able to be viewed this way or I'm doing something to manipulate a text message so he'll talk to me but like isn't that a lot of energy to put out to not be yourself like and maybe I just really have gotten to the point where I'm like I am just gonna be me and it could be why I'm alone I'll just say that like because I just don't understand like it would be too much energy for me to pretend about my opinions it'd be too much energy for me not to ask you like one video in particular you know, he was saying if you're too opinionated of a woman and you ask too many questions, that could make a guy feel like you're not going to respect him or submit to him. But, like, if I have a question, why can't I ask you? Right. That's what my mind naturally goes to. But these systems are set up to A, B, C, one, two, three, you get the guy. But how often is that actually happening? Do you even like him at that women? point? Right. Do like, you really like him? Like a goal. Or you just, yeah, or you just want something. Because it's, it's the thing where, okay, let's say you get the guy. You get married. Two years in, you're like, actually, I'm not happy. Or he like, he's like, what happened to you? Like, you're not even the same person. Yeah, because mm-hmm. you don't know each other because that really wasn't yeah. you. So mm-hmm. you're in a fake marriage 
like not happy and then you have to decide okay are we going to do the work to stay together or divorce all because you didn't be you didn't want to be yourself i think that people like you know desire human connection in whichever way that that comes and we all want it but for this segment of your journey as a person like why would you pretend not to be your person and i think this is why it bothers me so much because i'm not saying that there are some women that aren't harmful out there but like i think of my journey as a woman and sitting with women that have been where i have been that had gone through a process you know like i think about (laughs) what do i want to call this person a person that was in my life that was like sending me houses like let's go on a virtual tour right because it's going to be our house Right. I didn't take that to another band. Like I had women to give me advice about like, well, what is happening there? What is he actually saying? Right. And then I did. I went to my father, my godfather. Right. Like, but I went to people that had walked through marriages. Sometimes there's these people that aren't even they're brand new in their marriage. It's their first year that they're teaching something or it's mostly the man's perspective on the experience. Or it's like (laughs) it's like this thing of they're attractive. So you're like, oh, okay, someone has wanted to be with them, but like, are you actually listening to the story? Mm. Or are we just so idolized the fact that like, a man can give me the answers to get the goal of this ring. And I'm sitting here at 36 years old, and I've literally contemplated within the last two years of my life, like, why has that been the goal before? Mm. Why has not the goal been to like, really see if this person is worthy of me combining my life with because I'm a cultivator so whatever man I join with like his thing is going to grow so like do I want to be a part of whatever he's called to do like these are the questions that I have now that I didn't ask before when I was younger and really would have been like okay give me like steps to get to someone wanting to make me his wife Mm -hmm. what do you think about that Gloria and that's the motive behind it, though, like them giving us steps of how to how to attr- like how to attract the perfect man. It's like, no, attract them by your person, because I'm going to just tell you that it is tiring to perform coming from a person who, you know, who's always had a struggle with performing and striving and perfectionism and, and trying to level up and, 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 you know, running away from rejection. It, it's physically tiring. It's tiring. So that's what it is to me when I see all of these platforms, especially men that their whole brand is instructing women. You're giving us steps. You're giving us paid courses we got to pay for <laughs> on how to conform ourselves to, to, to attract that man. You know, it's $97 to heal all of your soul wounds so that you can be the wife that he needs. Be healed and whole before you get into marriage. But the thing with that is that, like, healing and deliverance is a process. And if you haven't noticed, like, yes, we are um, believers in Jesus here, but everyone is welcome. (laughs) So that's the viewpoint that we come from a lot of times because it's our own personal lifestyle. But you'll hear a lot of different lifestyles on this podcast, to be honest. But, like, with that, healing and deliverance is a journey. So you're never going to be, like, fully whole. Like, so this idea of, like, be this whole perfect person put together ready like I feel like it's one of the things that you can never fully be ready for and perfectionism is one of the things that is like oh I have to be overly prepared but in all actuality anything that I've walked into a major in my life career changes moving to other states 
walking into a relationship with people, I can't prepare for how another person is going to behave. So yes, I can work on myself, but how much are we working on ourselves as women to demonize who we actually are as well? Are you demonizing actually good qualities of yourself to be prepared for this thing? And then you go into deep depressions and then you go into this like cycle of like, nobody's here, nobody wants me. I've done all this work. Where are the men doing the work? When in actuality, did you put yourself, did you drag yourself through a process? These are the questions I have about these systems. Mm-hmm. When did do you, you do know that you? you will fully be ready? Mm-hmm. Right. Are you ever fully ready? But the, the question also to me is, okay, nobody's perfect. So how much should we, I don't want to say settle for? I mean. But what's like the, the barometer? Yeah, of like, okay, we're all messed up, but that's too messed up. You know what I'm saying? Like, what? Where is the? Is there a barometer? You know, it. it I think it's personal to you. I think, I I feel like settling is more of a negative connotation, but compromise in every relationship you have to die to yourself. Mm -hmm. That's true. Mm -hmm. You have to, and you have to compromise because, like we said, no one is perfect. So. You're saying, okay, especially in marriage and stuff like that, I know the worst about you. I know how rough it can be. Am I willing to still walk with you through this? And if no, then you walk away. If yes, then I'm going to stay with you, but I'm not going to demonize you for it. But the worst part is walking away from somebody just to bump into somebody with the same issue. Oof. <laughs> that, that, that's tough. Because that means there's something in you that's drawing this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Mm -hmm. I think that that's that's an interesting part of the conversation because um, sometimes there's this fairy tale around relationships. And in these programs, there is a lot of non-connecting. In these programs, there's a lot of talk about like, oh, soul tie. Like, you don't want to have it soul tie. You don't have any any connection tied. Like. And I remember I was like 20, I was like 26 at the time, right? And I was like, but like, if I'm not really connected to him in any kind of way like that, how am I going to like want to desire him at a certain place? Or how am I going to feel safe to have certain conversations? Like we get married, we go back to the hotel, we do our thing, we go home. Isn't that going to feel awkward? Isn't that going to be feel weird to me? Like, these are questions I legitimately asked my leaders. And there wasn't a lot of answers, you know, my leaders at the time, because they're just like, instantly went to sin, right? Instantly went to gatekeeping of sex, because that's what everybody's worried about. Yeah. (laughs) And, you know, I just kind of look at it as there's so many ways that people tell you how not to connect with the person versus in friendship, I connect with people deeply. I walk with them through their issues in life. Like I've had, I think my longest friendship at this point is probably 21 years. That's been through, I'll just say my stuff through that. Like I was an alcoholic at one point. I have spontaneously moved places. I have gone on missions trips. I have done like dancing on bar tops. I have had a serious situationships. Like I have done all these things as a person that people would criticize. But when you walk with a person in your life, like the things come up, things happen. Mm-hmm. 
I had like a serious mental break one year. I spent a whole month looking at the ceiling wanting to kill myself. My friend was there through that. So, and I, vice versa. So sometimes I feel like these advice people are not people that have actually had long-standing relationships and it's not realistic. And so sometimes it's like, okay, the marriage will be good when you get to it and let all those surprise things happen. But then it's a letdown and a disappointment because coming and living with someone and maybe because I've had that experience of living with men and I've had the experience of living with women, different people, like living with someone in general is difficult mm -hmm. to get used to. Your space is no longer your space. How someone comes in, like, okay, I'll tell you one man I lived with, he was an introvert, right? And I'm an extrovert, and so I would constantly be, like, excited when he came home because I didn't go to work at that time. And I'd be like, hey, like, you know? <laughs> and he'd be like, yeah, I need a minute because I just got home from work. I was young, so I wasn't, like, understanding of that at first. I was like, what do you mean? Like, I was just greeting you because the household I grew up in was, hey, greeting you. You greet someone when they come home. So, like, we sat down and talked about it, and he's just like, you know, he's such a chill person. <laughs> he's still one of my friends to this day. This wasn't even a romantic relationship, right? And he's like, yeah, I just need, like, an hour when I get home from work. And no. then, like, we'll chop it up, right? And, like, you know, at that time, I used to cook dinner and stuff. And so I would just cook, you know, and then he would come, and we would have conversation about our days. And we would watch whatever we were going to watch. We watched wrestling at that time, like, while we ate dinner, that is not stuff that people are practically teaching. Like, how to live with another person. Like, how about the way that you even put your stuff in, in the shower? That has to change when you live with another person. And that's the part to me that I, it's going to be, <laughs> you know, because I'm realizing that, like, ah, you know. That's where I draw the line. <laughs> I think, you know, I think us humans can be selfish, but I think that's one thing that, you know, I'm learning. It's like, oh, you really got to die to your flesh. And it's like, so how long do you got to do this? <laughs> so Forever. Like, Forever. Yeah, Forever. but it's like all those things, like, okay, moving in with somebody and, and even the word compromise. Yeah. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I don't know the word compromise. I get it. I get it. I don't know. It's not I easy, though. Nothing worth having is easy. No, it's not easy. But it, I don't, also don't think it's, like, this overarching, hard, burdensome work yeah. that they talk about. Like, mm -hmm. I don't, I hate that perspective. Like, and Everything I think that it's work. crazy because, but it's not, like, their perspective. What I'm trying to say is that their perspective is, like, well, it's a lot of work. And I'm, mm -hmm. like, are you just not happy? Because I don't <laughs> actually even talk about my friendships that way. Like, I don't. Anybody that I love being in friendship with, I'm not like, oh, my God, it's a lot of work. I'm just like, oh, I love our relationship. Mm -hmm. We're there for each other. Like, this is... So, the perspective a lot of times is to demean you to say you're not ready for this kind of work. Mm. But would you even think that way about your career? Like, think about it in that way. Any other relationship that you would have. If someone told you that you weren't ready for the promotion or that level of work, you'd be like, what? Because I, I have the qualifications here, or I know. And if you didn't know, then you would try to prepare yourself, but not from a place of striving and being like, I have to become this perfection. It's just like, no, here's the facts of why I'm here. But when it comes to women, it's always about becoming more. 
But, like, mm. I've decided in my life to live at the place of, I am enough right now. Mm-hmm. I'm enough without him. I'm enough with him. I'm going to be enough at whatever place I'm at. And the next season, I'll even be more of enough. Let because me my that. life, Because <laughs> my life, because to me, like, my life is not absence of the work of me doing anything to be the person that I am. Because it's a part of my life. So why do women feel like, especially in Christian communities, I have to, like, put myself on an altar to these men's likes, wants, desires, everything? Because a lot of times, sometimes the men, they're just not interested in you. Mm-hmm. And it's and it has simple. nothing to do with you. They're just not interested. Yeah. They're, you're just not their type. And that's and, the thing. We're trying to put it in a box, and we're trying to put it in a booklet, in an audio book, in a in a course of this set women, this set woman that we're supposed to be. That's why we're all struggling. And that's why like so many people flock to it. Cause we all trying to figure it out. There's some people that's this year will be their sixth time taking that same course. Not the, <laughs> the sixth time. I'm serious. So it's like, I just think we need to stop this mentality of trying to make it like a it's this way or the highway. It's this way or it's not going to work. We're all different people. And with different struggles, with different stories, different personalities. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of this wasn't advice. You know, it's just us talking through it. But I can say the one thing that I would tell if you're listening to this and you can relate or you're wondering, like, well, what should I do then? Like, get you a close-knit circle of people that you trust. And that takes time to build, too. Mm-hmm. But, you know... I can say that at times, my parents, even if we couldn't have conversation, then my best friend's parent, I would spend time with her. Other elders in in the community even, people at my job, like, you know, it's something that you can share with those that you build relationship with. And sometimes we negate that place because it feels so uncomfortable. But... When you get married, from what I've seen and the people around me, you have to have a lot of uncomfortable conversations. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so you should practice with your friends. Yep. That's just Someone my take who on it. you think is wise, definitely. I talk to my older yeah, sister yeah. all the time. The person who is yeah. wise and experienced and isn't prideful and won't be mad that you don't always listen. Yeah. And they're still right. there. To tell you and again. also you're going to make errors. You're going to get it wrong. Yeah, I, t- I tell everyone like every day, you're going to get it wrong. You're going to get something wrong every day. It's okay. Yeah. And that, that's what I need to hear. And Liz knows this. That's what I need to hear, right? Because what I'm learning is just the power of accountability. Because mm-hmm. my thing is that, and I'll just put myself out there, I've always struggled with rejection and trying to feel accepted. So, of course, one of my natural passions is to really encourage people to be different. It's okay to be the outlier. It's okay to be the one that starts that thing. It's okay to, you know, go against the grains of your culture because that's just my life. But a lot of times with that mentality, I felt like the only way for me to fully walk in that was to reject everybody else's opinion, even the right ones, Mm -hmm. even the good accountability, because I need to protect this. And I'm learning protected by having accountability. So you're like, okay, so I don't get hurt. You don't get hurt. We all don't get hurt, you know? So that's what I'm learning. 
And that's something I'm seeing in myself is that like I innately, oh, I want to protect this because you're going to say something that's going to hurt me and, and, and this is something pure. And it can be, but everything needs accountability. And we're all going to get it wrong. Just like what we said. But you got to get back up. Get back up. <laughs> yeah, girl. Get back up. Do it again. Flip it, reverse it, whatever you got to do. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah, all gonna get around. We were supposed to go live tonight, people on the podcast. <laughs> and there's all these messages of people being like, "Oh, are you okay? Are you? Where's we the coming, live? Y'all. Like, we're coming, y'all. We're coming. We're coming. We love the excitement. We right. do. We do. Yes. We yes. Love it. Listen, we're just double booked tonight. Yes. Go follow our Instagram. Yes. Go follow our yeah. Instagram. So yeah, I just want to woman. tell everyone, thank you everyone for joining the conversation. This is our first episode. You know, you may have agreed with us so much and you may have decided to hate us so much and it's okay. Uh, but we still want you a part of the conversation. So follow our Instagram, which is at phenomenal woman. And then if you want to follow us individually, uh, mine is at Lizzie, L-I-Z-Z-Y, no McGuire, P as in Paul. L-A-W-T-O-N. It's Lizzie P. Lawton everywhere. All right, Kedra, tell them how they can follow you. Mine is at Kedra. That's K-E-D-R-A-X-O-X-O. Yay! Gloria. Okay, Gloria, how can they tap in with you? And mine is Forever Gloria with three A's at the end. Yes, and so you know you can get to know us individually, but I hope that you come along this journey with us and... You know, we'll see where this leads us, but I feel like we're going to have some spicy takes around here. Let's enjoy the yes. ride, folks. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we're the Fembots, and we're signing off. Bye. Bye. <laughs>